1: Good morning, from the stash app. Rack will take a lead in this haystack. Good morning, rack rack FM. Today is Wednesday, the 14th of June, 2023. This is your Rack FM midweek special. We got Waz from Ojo, Oho, Obro, the Oracle. Gonna talk prop 306. We had uh, some space issues, as you may have noticed if you were trying to catch this live. Uh, if you're having space issues, this is this is this is this is so uh, kick back and enjoy the show.
2: Look at
3: that. Bro, 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 bro. Are you in? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm here. That was a That was a little frustrating, but, you know, glad to be here. Fuck dude thank you for your patience I mean
4: some people just would have given up but thank you very much for your patience right here right now
3: yeah yeah of course um you know' always uh, happy to talk about oho so any any time I can do that you know i'm I'm happy to yeah, you know something was I'm not gonna lie to you dude You, you
4: you're fairly new to me uh and, you know, there's that many devs in there, uh, the greater, like, Cosmos, IBC stack that, you know, it's always going to be hard, like, to keep up. You know, some people, like, like, to remain in the background or blah, blah, blah. Some people only become, like, become to prominence with, like, certain projects. I'm, uh, you're very, very new, was. I'm probably, like, going to know all about, like, the stuff that like, you've done with other people, the collabs, blah, blah. But I'm really, uh, really keen to speak to you tonight. So, I mean, thank you for, first of all, uh, making time on uh, what I would call very short notice. Uh, uh, we love it, Rack FM, you know, like mid-prop or, you know, when there's a current topic, uh, getting people on. So I'm just going to go to Finn. Uh, Finn, we've got your man up at last eventually. Do you want to preface uh, anything like Finn like before we kind of kick off so we don't waste your well.
2: Whatever you did there, fixed it, because the desktop now is working with no glitches, and this seems to be working, so good job there. Uh, Second thing, you've never heard of Woz? Bro, you ever heard of a little company called Apple? Yeah, (laughs) think about it.
3: Yeah, yeah. I share the last name with a a very uh, prominent computer programmer, so people in tech tend to call me the same thing, but... Yeah, I've I've been around.
1: Is it your dad? No,
3: no, I dude, I wish. You guys aren't. Okay. <laughs> That'd be awesome. No, I I've actually talked to the guy a couple times. Um the the was and I've used him a couple times to get out of tickets, but you know, don't tell anybody that
2: that's so awesome <laughs> i love it hell yeah i've heard i've never actually spoke to him myself but i know a couple people that have and now obviously you but i've always heard he's like just the nicest most like softest soul and then you have like jobs which was like the polar opposite of him basically it's an interesting dynamic
3: yeah he's a he's a pretty gracious guy my family's actually met uh jobs and the was uh met jobs in a showing of a Pixar movie before it came out and um and then later met Waz in a in a PF Chang's which is kind of funny. So uh weird to awesome. run of them,
2: you know? Hell yeah. And yeah, for Robo, I mean I've I've obviously I record a lot of these spaces, so I've seen heard Waz on several spaces. Uh so yeah he's he's definitely been around. One of the big brains. I don't think his neck is as big as Eric's. Uh, I usually see them both on on spaces. Uh, but, yeah, th- this should be a, a good space. I'm excited to to hear what this Oho Oracle is all about. Yes. there's. I mean, there's so many
4: things. And you know what was? We, we never do the typical kind of interviews. Blah, blah Oh, your woman B-Bands is in just on time. Uh, I'll, I'll, I will uh, reach out to your woman b can I grab you as a co-host, if that's okay, if you've got time? Uh, don't worry, we got rugged. We've had to start another space. You've missed nothing. We're just about to kick off. So, yeah, it was, man. We'll we'll get to some, like, background or whatever, like, a bit later on. Uh, that's always, like, the crap we, you know, the approach we take. I uh, Mate, I'm going to ask you right out up front, why, Juno? Why did you bother getting out of bed one day and go, go I'm going to build on Juno?
3: and going and doing it? Like, that's a question brought to kick off. Yeah, well, um, I mean, Oho has a pretty extensive lineup of integrations that we have planned for the next few months. Um, We thought Juno would be a great first um, way to see sort of the sentiment in Cosmos. The community in Juno is pretty spread out across projects. It's pretty decentralized. Um, You've really got a bunch of co-founders. You don't really have one CEO. And uh, we, we just sort of wanted to make sure that people were engaged in the conversation around OHO so we could see how the cosmos was gonna react to our oracles starting to deploy onto all of these different chains. So um, Juno had Prop 57 back in the day, which established the need for an oracle. Uh, we talked to the, the dev team there. Uh, they originally were forking our code from uh, what became OHO onto Juno. Um, And then they had a consensus issue, which ended in Uni 5 going down and the birth of Uni 6, their testnet. So uh, we talked to their team, and uh, they pretty much planned to respond to the need for an Oracle with uh, an OHO deployment. So uh, we thought it would just be a really good uh, sort of case to see what the people think about OHO, um, how how our deployments will go over the next few months in the next networks and also uh, sort of past the cosmos ecosystem. But yeah, that's, that's kind of why we chose uh, Juno as our first deployment. Wow. And that's, I mean, that
4: slots like right into this like incubator chain narrative that like uh, people like Jake and uh, Nora and a few others have been like pushing for like quite a while now, what, like the last like six, eight months or something all the talks being about like Juno's, this like incubator kind of thing, you know, is that, is that the situation like was, yeah, you thought like, why the hell not? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of use can be derived from an Oracle on Juno. Uh, one thing at UMI that we're considering is uh, deployments uh, into other environments like uh, smart contract outposts. And those won't be possible without an OHO deployment. So um, in order to sort of you know get this sort of cross chain lending market going that we really are planning on building for the cosmos, we need a dependable oracle across the ecosystem so yeah, Juno is a great first place um, we'll have an, another network deploying to I believe next week and then another one uh, two weeks from that so we're we're moving at a really fast pace, and uh, we're we're ready to kind of uh, show ourselves to the rest of the ecosystem. Well, bro, you know, Juno's a weird one, a real, like, weird one. Quite
4: unique, I think. Obviously, this, you know, airdrop community chain and what we've seen, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we all know, right? Uh, if, I always think, that uh, Juno, you've got, like, you know, on one side you've got the devs, the other side you've got the community. How have you been received, you guys? And, you know, the general kind of, like, reception of, like, both of those sides, so... You know, has there been a lot of like dev outreach? Have you had, you know, a lot like a bit of mentoring? What about the community? Have you, you know, had any like, uh, you know, pushback or anything like this? Do you want to do you want to just talk about those two sides? If that's all, yeah,
3: yeah, we we've had a lot of really positive responses from the development community. Um, In Juno, we've had a couple people talk about using uh, the the OHO deployment plus an Umi outpost as a Position of leverage for DAOs. Atlas DAO is talking about this. Um, we've had some core development uh, people on the Juno side. I, you know, I've got a group chat with those guys. They're pretty positive about it. I've talked with their marketing people as well. I'll be on the the Juno community spaces pretty soon as well. So um, Juno as a whole has been pretty positive and receptive of OHO because. We're a Cosmos native Oracle, right? We, we want these Cosmos assets first, like liquid staking derivatives, like USK, you know, native stable coins and LP tokens that Crescent's coming out with. We're going to be able to price these things out uh, that other Oracles won't be able to. So developers are pretty excited about it. I think the community is pretty excited about it as well. I think the only thing we've really seen pushback from is Prop 306. You guys are pretty familiar with the, the contention around that they you know see a couple issues with uh, not having not requiring us to pay transaction fees for relaying services. They wonder why we have to push data so quickly. There's a couple questions around that, but I don't think it's been overwhelmingly negative. I think um, it's been sort of received as a net positive for Juno. Yeah,
4: well, from the technical side of things or the dev side of things, as uh, what about like pushback on on three or six like in particular? Any any standouts? You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. No, yeah. Do do,
3: I mean, we've had Lobo kind of reach out against it. Um, you know, I, I've got a lot of respect for a lot of the different people in Juno, so I totally understand his position. Um, but, you know, we, we've sort of seen his tweets and a couple people talking about, you know, why are we supporting 306? And I think the conversation has been around, um, you know, why would we enable a specific dap to... You know, not have to pay for gas, but we're not really a DAP. We're an infrastructure for for the Juno network. So um, it it really to me it it makes sense that we wouldn't want to allow free transaction fees for customer facing smart contracts and DAPs. But we're a service, so really, uh, I I don't think it makes sense for us to pay these uh, gas fees just to keep an updated oracle onto uh, onto Juno.
2: Well, and isn't it the more often that updates the more accurate your info is right so it's in everyone's best interest to have that shit as real time as possible mm-hmm. and obviously you can't be paying fees every time you ping whatever it is you guys are pinging so it makes sense for that stuff it, it just seems like a difference between like you said the public facing apps like us gambling on a on a casino versus something that's just invisible in the back end creating this like new pool of information that other apps can then be built on top of. So to me, that makes sense. I get why they don't want to, they don't want to be like, Oh, they're getting it free, but you're not, but you can have it free, but you can't like, it's kind of a sort of a slippery slope. But I think if they just come at it from that point of view that like, look, these are public facing dApps and this other side is infrastructure that allows more and different public facing apps to be created
3: yeah I mean the way we see it the value of Juno should not be um, attributed from the these infrastructure levels right you you're not betting that uh, people will IBC between Juno and you know the hub a bunch of times and that will pay uh, stakers, right? Juno's Juno is a community that that really wants usage, and they want uh, DApp applications on top of Juno that can be powered by stuff like these oracles. So what we're really saying is that uh, the the value that we're providing by being on Juno goes past what we would pay in these. Uh, gas fees, right? The value really comes from what apps can build on top of OHO. And we're really pushing for, um, you know, apps to be able to be deployed all across the cosmos as we deploy this Oracle. Um, And, you know, again, we've got those assets that no other Oracle supports, right? So adding different uh, DeFi opportunities for users. And uh, I, I think you see that, uh, not making us pay gas fees makes a lot of sense. We're just powering the, uh, the apps that will bring users onto
2: Juno. You know what they say, if you can make it in Juno, you can make it anywhere.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Finn, I think this is where, like, the conversation, like, really becomes important about is this a public good? And the the answer is yes. When you look at Juno and you look at like, you know, what's available, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah.
2: The very fact that they need this, right? It depends on the implementation, but yeah, from the way he's explaining it, it is absolutely a public good now if if by the time they implement it, then it becomes like a boys' club, like, oh, you guys have access, you have like better access or more real time you know that kind of shit, then yeah it's i I would say, okay, maybe we should rethink this, but as it stands right now, yeah, everyone has unfettered access to it once it's up and running, then it's a public good, then that's the end of it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, eventually we will have to start charging from some of these ecosystems, right? We're an Oracle solution. Once we do a, you know, a, a token issuing, you're going to pay in OHO tokens for your the Oracle services, and that's pretty standard. You know, Chainlink does that, uh, those sort of agreements. Band does that sort of agreements. But we really want to start off by um, just, you know, providing these services for free to the Cosmos ecosystem. And sort of seeing what people build with it and seeing what the the community does with it, because we don't want to just you know say, "Hey, we built this awesome thing that you haven't tried yet um come and pay us for it right so it's sort of the the middle ground in a lot of these uh deployments is just covering transaction fees and making sure that um you know when we deploy obviously we're paying for we're paying for servers we're paying for relayers to go through, but especially with this thirty x on Juno it becomes uh, pretty unsustainable long-term. And there's a couple ways we could solve that, like making the Oracle slower, uh, we've talked about, um, making it a a demand-based Oracle smart contract, which we're going to have as an option for networks that don't want to waive our transaction fees. Um, But really, when you talk about these super-fast finality uh, DeFi deployments onto Juno, you need super up-to-date oracles or else like uh, an UMI deployment couldn't tell when to liquidate different positions. So we're, we're kind of, you know, lesser of two evils, right? Um, and, and this is sort of where I see Juno meeting the middle ground between, um, you know, not having to pay for services and also us not having to bear the brunt of paying for uh, securing the oracle for Juno. Hasn't that always been like one of the
4: biggest stigmas, over of cosmos? And I mean, I wasn't gonna go there just yet. Was you know we were gonna like butter you up a little bit. I mean, you mentioned band. Uh, okay, talk talk to me about band that was you know at one time maybe early twenty twenty one. You know, pre Stargate upgrade was builders being you know the oracle of the cosmos and blah blah blah. I mean, was if band was so good. You guys wouldn't have to be doing what you're doing, right? So talk to me about the like differentiator, or how
3: you how you differently like positioned than than Bandar. Yeah, so uh, one of our biggest offerings is our our smart oracle. We call it lovingly the historical. Um, it's a set of risk parameters that we relay along with our pricing information that gives uh, sort of the, the medians and the standard deviations around the history of pricing so that uh, lending protocols and stablecoin protocols and all that sort of stuff can uh, determine better risking frameworks. So stuff like the Mango Markets hack, which, you know, happened and, you know, we saw it while we were building out the, the UMI protocol and um it, that that sort of stuff is prevented by the smart oracle if it's implemented correctly by the receiving protocol right so band doesn't have that that's something that chainlink doesn't have um no other oracle as far as i know has that sort of offering the contextual information that allows these client protocols to make better decisions and in a in a uh, the context of juno it's super important because you have tokens that might not have a ton of uh, volume or liquidity in these osmosis pools being traded and the the price of a token can be spiked by maybe a hundred thousand or a million uh dollars in stable coins right so really this this oracle is sort of that that next generation oracle past just basic pricing information that band and chain like um, might be able to offer to the cosmos so that's i mean that's one of them Another one is it, we're also the only Oracle to build out these custom indexers for new DEXs coming out in Cosmos. So we've got uh, indexers coming out for Osmosis. We've already had that in production for a while. Uh, we have one in Crescent uh, already in production. And then we're also building out one for Kujira to support pricing out USK. We're working with the uh, Shade Swap team to have integrations with their stablecoin as well to be deployed across o, the OHO network. So, really, we're this Cosmos focused chain because we've got these, uh, you know, th- this historical that allows chains to decide different parameters. And we've also got custom indexed information for new coins that are launching on Cosmos every day. So, really, we're the, the safest bet. We're Cosmos first, so uh, we're Cosmos focused. Oh, lovely. You're right in
4: our mind, uh, in your man's gas, isn't he? proper nosy shit I love I, you know I was I love talking to people like you when they come on and they're just pure matter of fact and like bang 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 you're like yeah man that's a shit I'm here to listen to make sure you want to listen to guys uh, Finn uh, you've got anything to jump because I'm going to get was to like rewind a little bit now we're just going to reset the room a little bit I'll say we've got a few giga yeah no that's
2: you look that. that's good that's all you I got to get some uh, stuff edited, so I'll, I'll be here kind of listening in the background, but, yeah, do do your thing, baby. It's all right.
4: Uh, I mean, well, you know, was, I picked up on, like, the we, every time, like, you talk, you know, you're never like I, me, my, whatever. It's always, like, the, the plural yeah? there, first person plural. So, uh, obviously, you've got, like, there's a team of you guys, but you mentioned about uh, Umi. It uh, was, what I'm trying to get at is you guys have got form, you guys have got track record right like you guys are in a perfect position to
3: execute what you're promising is
4: that right do you want to just talk to me a little bit about the track record or whatever
3: yeah absolutely so um oho kind of uh was was brought into the world from uh from umi so uh, in the 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 old days of umi we were kind of scrambling to build out this leverage protocol and we were deciding on the need for an oracle solution um, you know, Band wasn't really cutting it for the assets that we wanted to support. Chainlink uh, didn't have the uh, adaptability into Cosmos that we were looking for. So we had to build our own. Um, we built out an Oracle module within the, the UMI blockchain. We built out a custom price feeder that uh, aggregates data from all these APIs. And uh, we built out custom indexers for stuff like osmosis pools that isn't supported by centralized APIs. So. What we kind of realized um, after, by the way, after building this, you know, twelve million dollar money market on Umi, and you know, that w- a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into that from the whole team. Um, but we kind of realized that the the type of oracle that we developed and we're working on uh, didn't really exist, not just in Cosmos, but also in the broader ecosystem. So, you know, we we did take a lot of uh, inspiration from Terra, their oracle module, originally. Um, has has been helping out a lot. But our, our price feeder is completely in-house and has been forked and, you know, is brought over into Kajira and is also forked into Say Network right now. So uh, we're really, we, we're pretty aware of our product market fit. We we know that there's a need for this in the cosmos and also in the external ecosystem. And now, now we have a dedicated team of OHO engineers that are working um, just on Oracle price feeds. You know, we've got a great group of guys that, they, you know, they, they not only are familiar with the Oracle technology, but they invented most of the stuff that we deal with. So um, we're really dedicated to do this. You know, we, we're we pretty hardwired to bring this to the rest of the ecosystem and we're very excited about it. Oh,
4: bro, when, uh, when people talk about the UMI team, honestly, it's just nothing but like pure accolades. Like I can see your man uh, Brandon down there, shout out Brandon in the audience, but like, Shrooting them like uh games and stuff you know when they did like obviously the squids but other other people and other stuff man people talk about rooming, I mean, Man, they're a fucking team like ship for fun like absolutely shipping right was i mean after all this track record right this proof of concept you guys have got you know you want to bring this tech to june or you want to deploy these smart contracts like you see, you've got this contextual kind of Add on, you know, with this like historical kind of information that nobody else is doing, uh, like not even Chainlink or anything right now. So why am I looking at the vote the way that it is? Why? I mean, it's got obviously like 24 hours to go or whatever, but why do you think was it's at a current state of reject at the minute? Because it's the community, isn't it? Mainly, when I look at the uh validators, I mean, I know a couple of votes can swing things, but was why Why is this uh, vote looking the way it is with 24 hours to go?
3: Yeah, so we've talked to a couple of validators about it and uh some community members and trying to answer questions around it. Um, I think there's a sort of disconnect from some people about uh what the product of uh, uh you know of OHO really is, right? Some community members. Aren't sure whether or not it's it's customer facing. Maybe they're not super familiar with Oracle's, and that's okay. And we're we're very happy to you know talk about that. Some of them are concerned about uh, you know the the actual ask of the gas price, um, which is a large estimation based off of the amount of assets that we want to bring over. Um, but really, the the majority of the the vote seems to be from the top few validators. We've got uh, I think the top three validators on Juno have voted no to the proposal. And um, I think part of it is just being afraid of, of waiving gas fees, um, which is interesting considering in the original implementation of the Oracle module, the Juno team wasn't going to require validators to pay gas fees. Um, but at, at the same time, the, the validators want us to pay it for the same service. So I think there's, there's sort of a disconnect there. Um, and I think the majority of the actual community is pro OHO. But we have a, a few very large validators on Juno that are voting no and against us. So um, hopefully we can get them to flip their votes and sort of see that OHO is a, a net positive for Juno. And you know I, I wouldn't like to flip us to you know sort of an on-demand price oracle or a slower price oracle because of these gas fees are, are just unsustainable. So um, hopefully that flips within the next 24 hours and we can continue supporting Juno in the same way that we've been doing.
4: Yeah, I mean that's you know 3 or 6 is like one of the main reasons you are on today. Uh plus a lot of us like do actually like support you guys as well. I want to sh- sh- say that like I mean I didn't even realize that Dow had crept into the top 5. Uh fuck knows when when Daudao uh validated got into the top 5. I didn't even see that coming. This shows how much I've been paying attention. Uh, I mean, steak fish they, they're obviously well known for like, you know, last minute votes, et cetera. That's not uncommon. But uh, the Dao Dao one, I'm quite interested actually to see if there's a problem on the uh, the Dao Dao Dao. I'm going to go look at that in a minute. I wonder that, that, if they should have actually voted on that as an entity. In fact, if that's up for a vote, Rack FM should have fucking voted on it anyway because we're stakers. But uh, yeah, mate, I mean, so. Cosmos Station and SG-1 and Swiss Staken, like, you can kind of see that that's, like, Lobo, basically, pretty much. Uh,
3: yeah, we, we've talked to a couple of them, um, and, you know, we see Lobo's concerns with not requiring, uh, it, with requiring, you know, gas fees and all that. But we really just disagree. So um, I mean, hopefully they they switch their votes in time. I mean, really, what we want to do is is empower this you know whole DeFi in Juno, right? It, it, again, an Umi outpost on Juno won't be able to happen without this prop passing um and we really want to be able to to bring that to juno to bring some uh extra tvl over to the chain and uh you know especially with the the uh, strides liquid staking assets you can you can see a lot of adoption over on a, a, a juno version of that right so um it's really unfortunate that the top few validators have voted now i think a lot of the people are really positive a lot of the the juno devs that i've talked to have been very positive even jake the co-founder of Juno has been really supportive of the Oho Oracle on Juno. He's helped us out with some testnet stuff. He's helped us connect with the Juno communications DAO. And um, so, you know, we're seeing a lot of support from the core team. And I think, unfortunately, we're not seeing a lot of support from validators because they don't want to process these transactions without um, us paying for that. Right. But I think over time, Do you think- they'll see it. Sorry. Do, do you
4: think it's because they're a bit salty because they're not making any money right now? I mean, you, you kind of be making much money if you're a fucking Juno validator right now, I mean.
2: Do you think they're a bit sore? Do you think? But that's not that's not just Juno though. That's validators everywhere. That's down like 80 to 90%. Like it, it's definitely not. Now granted a lot of them are the same validators cuz everyone likes to validate, you know, the same set of chains, but yeah, I don't it's interesting too. I'm looking through Smart State here, and like, there's 1,746 yes votes to 543 no votes. But those no votes are like 4.1 million, 3.4 million. You know, like, like you said, they're the big dogs. So, correct. The, it, the community is on your side. The four big dogs are are not. So. However, uh, however, I will say, guys if you're in the
4: community and and shout out we will get you up in a minute dude but if you're in the community and you've been following this shit for years like I have right long before Stargate upgrade etc long before IPC you know out of the validators whose opinion you actually fucking listen to like like poker for all the shitting on like Pikachu Imperator they like give explanations of like votes on the big props like quite based Imperator is a great one there's, like, several of the big players where you're like, you, like, you listen or you pay attention to, like, you know, which way the are voting, et cetera. Even people like Golden State and that are based as fuck. Now, when I look, like, those are the people that are voting yes for this. Uh, I do hope, and I mean, I, 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 Risby's come up, but, I, I mean, if anybody wants to, like, jump up and, you know, guys kind of pick holes in three or six or you've got a problem, please request the mic. That's
2: the kind of, like, people we are. Well, I, I'd especially like to hear from people like RISB who are devs because there's there may be something we're missing because obviously we're not devs. So we're just taking this at face value. So if there is like another side of this that we're missing, like I would love to to know what that is and stuff for sure. He's a validator
4: as well. The best thing about Gelotto and uh, Risby is that they're not just is this all right was if uh, I mean Risby's already up, but yeah. like you're OK, dude. Yeah.
3: yeah, absolutely. Happy to answer whatever questions the community has. My man Risby's up here. Hello, dude. From
4: Gelotto Fame. Hey, hey, Robo. Thank you so much for, uh, for having me up here. You're more than welcome, dude. You know your family, man, don't you? Huh?
5: Yeah. And I definitely R- want to say, like, I definitely support, you know, what you guys are doing with your Oracle, your vision. I think there's a greater, you know, problem here. That I think we need to solve before we focus on this. And that's one of the reasons why Gelato voted no. We're also asking other validators to vote no. A lot of this is coming from the prop before, which increased the Juno gas fee by 30X. If you look at that proposal, there was no real economic study done, project impact study done. They're like, hey, we're going to 30X the price. And the assumption is everyone will continue to use the chain as is. And if we do that, we're going to generate this huge sum of money but unfortunately that's not how it's working you guys are getting impacted by this we're building a gaming platform where we're basically trying to get people to play as much as possible which generates a lot of you know transactions transactions that's hurting them it's hurting raccoon people you know the, the platform so the biggest thing i want to make sure we do is not set some type of bad precedent that hey we made this horrible issue with the gas now we're going to get people to start whitelisting themselves. You, know? you guys bring a lot of value to the ecosystems. I can see a reason why people might say, hey, let's go ahead and make sure they don't have to pay gas. But even from the gelato, our biggest you know, focus is bringing in new users. We open source everything. We think there's a lot of value to us being an ecosystem. Then why shouldn't we also open up a prop to whitelist our contracts? Right? And you can just keep doing this on and on. So I think the best thing we should do is reverse the gas decision and then start taking a look at how do we get back to this point? Because we do need to get back here, but it needs to be done in an economical way over stages that gives every project and application an opportunity. You sort of adjust what they're doing to be to match that demand. So that's why we're trying to push the no vote. It's not because we don't agree with, hey, you know, we, we don't want to whitelist Oracle. It's just because they might set that bas- bad precedent. So that's unfortunately where we're coming from. And- definitely want to leave it there you know i'm happy to answer any questions concerns but i just want to tackle the actual issue at heart set up the proper conversation and sort of figure out how we deal with these situations in the future properly versus like shooting from the hip and saying hey let's list it now because that's just going to open the floodgates
3: yeah i i totally understand where you're coming from um i i I saw the you know the 30x prop on juno and you know, my team is sort of getting ready in anticipation of that and these sort of conversations. And um, I can't speak necessarily to uh, the customer-facing aspect of it, right? Having users pay 30x for transactions on different dApps. But what I can speak to is the need for this for Oracles specifically. Um, gas fees are one of the, the biggest ways that Oracles can be manipulated. And you see this all the time on, uh, you know, chain link deployments in the Ethereum world when gas fees on Ethereum went super, super high, Chainlink uh, relayers had to pay an exorbitant amount in fees just to continue the processing of these DeFi applications. And then the, the Chainlink Foundation had to ask for people to, to sort of pay these people back what they were paying just to secure these oracles. So I think um, I, I understand your, your point of view. I think maybe uh, you know there, there's been some solutions around you know, being, maybe a DAO being developed for this sort of conversation around, um, you know, specific projects that you might want to make make sure that, you know, people don't see like, oh, this project's more important than that project, or, you know, this project's getting special treatment because they know, Jake, um, that's not what this is about at all for us, right? We would have made this proposal whether or not uh, gas fees turned 30x. Uh, it, it just sort of Came to light for us earlier because of that fact. So really, it's it's a, a large part of it is the security of the oracle depends on that these gas fees. If for some reason our wallet runs out of gas, uh, runs out of tokens, somebody hacks our wallet, uh, you know, steals all our tokens, the oracle stopped. Right? We have to we have to maneuver and uh, use another relayer wallet in order to move stuff through. So uh, really, we just want to be the most secure that we can be for Juno. Um, I don't think that, you know, we're gonna have a ton of whitelisting for non-infrastructure applications. I agree that maybe, you know, the thirty X gas fee should be brought down and it should be talked about in governance. But I think for Oracle specifically it's it's a question of security, not just uh the cost of operation.
5: I'm definitely glad you brought up security because that was another huge concern for us. And this is something Katrina, the co-founder of Noise Network, which does randomness for IVC, also brought up. Right now, we're asking to whitelist your contract, but there hasn't been any real guard drills, you know, put in place to basically ensure that your Oracle, your project, your contracts can't basically take up a lot of the block space. Let's say for whatever reason, you're able to start, you know, pushing out more information to the block space, taking it up you're paying no gas, You might push other people out. I'm not saying you guys would do this, but if the way the current prop is passed and we're just simply whitelisting contracts, then code could come in, someone else could come in and do it. And now, because they're no longer paying gas, they could potentially do something malicious. So, there is a, a potential that a malicious whitelisted contract because they're paying no gas could totally halt the chain. That's something Katrina really pushed on. That's something we think could be really big concern. Of course, we trust you guys, but you know, we shouldn't need trust. And I think that's where we need to have a bigger conversation, figure out, hey, I do think if validators aren't going to run the price oracle and you guys are going to, let's make sure you guys are compensated for that and you guys are able to run. But we need to talk through what that actually means from a cost perspective, a security perspective, a scalable perspective, just simply doing a blanket whitelist and trusting you guys not to be bad actors. To me, that's that's like, you know, that's too much trust right there. So I would like to see this prop not pass, kick off the conversation. Juno now has a working group which is core one plus big community projects like ourselves, they're actually trying to make positive change. Let's start to of figure out what that looks like versus rushing to whitelist right now, because yes, we're solving the Oracle you know, price issue, but at the same time, now we're potentially creating a security hole. And you know this all ties back to the gas cost. If you guys are providing all this price Oracle, but it's too expensive for anyone on the network to actually use it in their games their application, then you know, what's the value there anyway? So instead of rushing to any of these solutions, I think it's worth sitting back,
3: having this conversation and having a proper plan to move forward. Uh, Yeah, I think you're sort of dipping into uh, what OHO wants to do long term. Um, So OHO wants to do, we want to build out this, uh, obviously, this sort of layer two cross chain smart contract solution through IBC, which would be completely trustless. We can't do that without mainnet. We haven't hit our mainnet chain yet. Um, and also, uh, we do have an L1 offering as well that we're going to be building out over interchain queries that will allow any validator to relay pricing over without the need for one whitelisted smart contract. So, um, these solutions are already uh, in the works by the OHO team, and they're meant to be compostable with uh, any of these chains like Juno, Neutron, Osmosis. Anyone that needs to use OHO will be able to. Um, I think right now, if Makes more sense for the uh, the adoption of of the oracle early on, just because it enables more people to build. Right? If if the prop doesn't pass right away, we'll have to move to a more sustainable uh, version of the oracle, and it really just depends on whether or not Juno wants all of these uh, you know price speeds to be pushed directly and and very quickly. Right? So, if it turns out that Juno doesn't uh, need that type of oracle, we can move to a slower approach. But it does end up being uh, a much less secure oracle just at the, uh, the basis of, of the oracle level, right? Outdated prices are just inherently less secure. Then we're not even, the, the conversation around a whitelisted contract being a bad actor is invalid because this, this contract that's not whitelisted is pushing bad data, anyways, right? So it really depends on the needs of the ecosystem.
2: It, it almost seems see- like at that point that that people will just build these DeFi apps that rely on more real time oracles elsewhere, if it comes down to that. Yeah,
3: yeah, and we're we're seeing uh, you know positive responses from other communities as well um, that have you know sort of said that they're willing to pay our gas fees um, and cover that just to make sure that their Oracle is uh, sustainable and fast. And I, I know we're, we're deploying quickly. Like, Oho is kind of new to the ecosystem. We're really getting out there, but we really just want to power this next generation of DeFi and Cosmos as soon as we can, because we have the tech. We just have to move forward with it.
5: Hey, we feel the same exact fire under your ass. And that's why, you know, if possible, because we still need to you know the security concerns still exist of so us just you know white up just straight up you know whitelisting a smart contract so this is what i'm asking if possible over the next you know few days we're actually going to put a prop on change lotto to reverse the uh, gas prop only because we've seen enough impact across many projects and communities that hey this wasn't a good prop this wasn't very well thought out and i hope here is within the next let's say week weekend and a half We can hopefully get this back down to what it was previously this will allow you guys to continue using your old model paying super small fees and then ensuring that the next time we do a prop increase like this for gas we take all these things into account project impact impact economic impact and during this time we should also start the conversation with the juno core team like hey how can we safely you know whitelist our contract what are the guardrails we can build in because you know, this prop could pass, it could fail, but I don't necessarily see a rush to do it right now. And I'm just saying, you know, hopefully within two weeks, we can reverse the bad, you know, prop that happened
3: before you guys and see if we can get to a better place. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that as well. Um, but I, I'm just telling you, long-term, we're going to look for these, these fees to be covered either way, right? Uh, An Oracle is a paid service. Um, we're, we're right now providing it for free for the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, but it's it's not a sustainable model for us to pay these transaction fees, uh, especially when it, it floats like this. So I think it really comes down to the question: Does Juno need? Uh, does Juno want an oracle within you know the next month, right? But um, it, it really depends on the community's desire for it, right? We're we're happy to provide pricing. Uh, we're we're very happy to do this for free for Juno. Um, but really, if if the community doesn't want to whitelist us right away. We'll have to scale back our operations. And that, I mean, that to a degree, you know,
4: would be sad. I get where Risby's coming from. I really do, because this gas thing, this gas increase has been the biggest bone of contention, I think, we've seen for a long time. I also think it was ill conceived and ill thought out. And we're seeing that now with like the dialogue, right? Was uh, we've got uh, Netta Dow up here. Bin's had a jump. Before we bring Netta in, because uh, I know he's going to be on point here. So if if the prop was to pass, if people change votes or, you know, people like Notional and Dowdow who haven't voted, let's say they go, yes, you pass, great. Fancy pants, no problem. You can go and deploy in the next, like, month, six weeks, whatever. Right. Let's say, though, that, you know, the prop stays the way it is at the moment. It does not pass. It expires tomorrow. When the prop expires and it hasn't passed, for you guys, I think I heard you talk about like the worst case scenario, which would be, you know, Juno would get a very like less secure and kind of outdated model. But for you guys as a team, when, when when you, you know, you get in the office on like whatever it is, Thursday or Friday, whatever. And the prop hasn't passed. What's like best case scenario for you and like worst case scenario? Do you just walk away from Juno altogether? And, or, you know, do you? Do you Put another prop up. What What's the best and worst outcomes for the prop not passing?
3: Yeah. So we're not walking away from Juno, right? Um, all we would be doing is is essentially downgrading our our implementation, right? In order to uh, make our gas fees lower, we might uh, relay prices one thirtieth of the amount of times that we're doing it, which really delays uh, that information for the Juno tank chain and kind of makes it less usable for stuff like an UMI outpost. So if, if it doesn't pass uh, soon, uh, then we really have to plan on not deploying an UMI outpost there until we can get our Oracle services uh, up to par. The the other implementation we would do is sort of an on-demand Oracle, where whenever someone needs a prices, they, they send out requests onto our contract, which then retrieves and relays that information. That's also pretty unsecure because For stuff like UMI, again, lending protocols, stablecoins, they need liquidations for different positions based on how uh, much assets have changed. So that would also delay an UMI outpost on uh, Juno. So, you know, these are not favorable. Uh, We would continue to sort of advocate for OHO, advocate for our gas fees to be whitelisted or at least reduced. Um, and maybe a grant from, you know, one of the, the various DAOs on Juno in order to pay transaction fees. Um, but, you know, we're, we're not walking away. The the only thing is the the next Oracle that we would sort of update with would be less usable by these protocols that need it. You know, what's really, really
4: interesting was, is that like I think that's like the fourth or fifth time, though, like you've talked about an UMI outpost. Uh, on Juno, and I can tell it like you guys like are really eager to get like Umi over to Juno. You guys and uh, I can just smell that you guys have got something cooking. You guys know that like this is it just gonna run wild on Juno. I have no doubt. Uh, let's. I've got a right smile on my face now listening to these outpost conversations because man, this has been happening for a long time, hasn't it? Since Interchain accounts, etc., etc. Uh, came up. Uh, no doubt. Hello, bro. I mean, we've been plebs up and now. Not Risby, obviously. But then we bring Gigabrain Dow in. And by the way, was I didn't mean you. I meant like myself and Finn. The interview was Dow. Hello.
6: Hey, Robo. Uh, hey, everyone. Um, so
4: how are you feeling about Prop 306 right now? Yes. Yeah, so- Tell me how you're feeling in your own booth. Yeah,
6: so that's what I wanted to say is that we discussed, um, our members discussed Prop 306 actually yesterday. Um, and we we voted no on the proposal it's a friendly no uh for for all the reasons um was that you brought up we do think that an oracle is very important on the chain um, but i had some questions i guess and and maybe you can help answer them but just as i was listening i was wondering maybe robo was also asking this like what is the relationship between oho and dumi are they subsidiary of or what? are, are they just collaborating or what what is the relationship because you're saying we and mm-hmm. it sounded like you were talking about both OHO and Umi, so I was just wondering what the situation with that is.
3: Yeah, so so OHO is right now being incubated at Umi. Uh, we we work very close with both teams, but um, we do have a dedicated OHO team of engineers that just work on our oracles, as well as uh, some marketing folks that help us out. So eventually, we'll sort of move into our own uh, stage once we you know. Uh, you know, sort of do an ICO and eventually grow out and expand into the broader cosmos. But incubating at Umi has really helped us move at a pace that we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise, especially right now, um, how how the uh, the ecosystem is and how the macro's acting. But yeah, that's that's the relationship between
6: the two companies. Okay, thanks. That's that's good to know. Um, and you also mentioned that it's a Oho will be a paid service, but it's it's going to be free for a little while. Um, so so yeah, just to clarify, OHO will be charging users for the Oracle service?
3: Yes, the, the plan is to charge out uh, networks that receive uh, Oracle data based off of the OHO token. So uh, receiving networks would essentially place a bounty with the OHO token um, onto the OHO blockchain. And then that bounty could be claimed by relayers that uh, essentially submit proofs to oho that that data was relayed over ibc or cross-chain smart contract calls
6: okay and so the so the arrangement of having zero transaction fees like it sounds like that's what you're ultimately aiming for and i guess my question is is that a I, i don't know anything about oracles um is that normal for oracles it sounded like you said Chainlink was on ethereum and they got hit with all of these fees um, but I know that like one of the like one of the whole points of Cosmos architecture is that the fees will never hit those those levels. So like, um, why is it such a problem? And uh, yeah, is there is there some like is is there some industry standard for this? Other than is it not just convenience for OHO?
3: Yeah. So the the Oracle transaction fees are pr- uh, pretty standardly free within the Cosmos. There's a bunch of different forks of our Oracle running right now. The one on Kojira, uh, the one on that we run on UMI as well, the one that's being run on Cy, the one that would have been deployed to Juno. Um, and and they weren't requiring validators to pay transaction fees for submitting votes when they plan to do this on Juno. So it's, it's it's standard for the Cosmos. And I think the reason for that is because uh, adjusting fees is so easy because of how the, the Cosmos SDK is set up, right? Ethereum doing an upgrade where they whitelist specific contracts um, doesn't really make sense because Chainlink might have 350 different contracts and it takes you know, 30,000 different people acting at the same time to do an upgrade to change that fact, right? So I think it's, it's sort of becoming the new standard with proof of stake solutions. Because it's you know more security, right? When an oracle doesn't have to pay transaction fees, there's nothing to block it, and you don't see the issues with uh, Chainlink that you see when you know prices go way up. Their oracle services naturally slow down because of those prices.
6: So the the transaction fees on the other uh, on the other chains with oracles, you say they've been been zeroed out in Cosmos. Is that also by governance proposal, or is that some other? like is this the first proposal asking for this in cosmos to your knowledge or is this has been done elsewhere
3: uh typically it's done through software upgrades because uh the the oracles that i'm talking about are done at the uh the oracle module layer at the l1 um so it's it's typically a software upgrade juno would also be a software upgrade in umi i think we did this in umi version 3 Requiring uh, valid or not requiring validators to pay any transaction fees for submitting Oracle votes up to a certain amount, and so this this is sort of the same um, idea that we're planning on doing to Juno, and it would have been a, a software upgrade in Juno had they gone forward with the Oracle development in the uh, the actual module.
6: Uh, okay, thank you. Um, I guess the just to reiterate the sort of what Risby was saying that that. Uh, our concern is you know we understand oracles are important but our concern is like how does Juno um, maintain this this like credible neutrality let's say um, among competitors um because it, it was mentioned earlier someone had said you know this is a public good then um but there there are really two key parts to a public good right there's non-exclusivity which means everyone can access it um and if that were all that a public good were then like the mall would be a public good, um, but the mall is a private enterprise. Um, so the second, the second key component of a public good is being non-rivalrous, which means that your consumption of goods doesn't um, impair or infringe anyone else's. Um, so we did have a concern that it, it it's not really a public good, even though blockchain uh, block space is very cheap. Uh, it, it's still um, your your consumption of it is still at a preferential rate. Um, so we wondered if there was a a way to think about safeguards um, on on Juno governance decisions like this that we can uh, that would allow us to make these like preferential deals for short-term goals without sacrificing or appearing to sacrifice uh, long-term competition and the and the development and excellence that it that the competition breeds. Um, so yeah, so so. We did vote no. I'll be happy to share what you've what you've shared with me today with, with our um members um and see if we if we feel differently. But I think that um ultimately we want we want Juno to sort out some things on it on its side, um and then maybe consider consider the Oracle proposal from there. But uh that's all. Thank you.
3: Yeah, I I, I think that makes sense. I think um talking specifically about uh, the rival risk aspect of it. Um, and I think what you're talking about is the the amount of gas that we would use in each block space, right? So that, that 5 million number is a, it pretty much uh, was recommended to us by, uh, one of the developers at Juno, um, at max, we would probably only consume 2.4 million gas per every, uh, about 15 seconds. So, um, we don't really see it as, you know, uh, Pushing people out of block space. Uh, we don't really see it as having that that possibility. I understand that you you see it as an option in the contract, um, and that's why you're concerned. But um, really, that 2.4 million is at the point where we're at, you know, 60 different assets. And right now we're at four, right? We're planning on deploying about four assets every week. So we could get to that number relatively quickly, but I think that gives us enough time to sort of evaluate whether or not we still want to grant the OHO contract that amount of block space, whether or not that's fair. And I think that might want to come with a a subsequent vote. Um, And I I think it'll be sort of continual governance as Juno decides whether or not to determine a DAO based on this, whether or not to have a set of smart contracts. And when you're talking about gas fees in a Cosmos blockchain, it's a little bit different than the standard Juno discussions around smart contracts, because you can't really dictate this um, by a smart contract too easily. You have to do it at the L1 layer when uh, all of the transactions are dealing with the anti-system. So it's it's sort of a, a difficult place that uh, Juno's in technically deciding whether or not to do this for a bunch of different people or do this for you know a few key utilities. So I understand the concern there as well, but you're kind of between a rock and a hard place when it comes to, okay, how, how do we even, uh, how do we even manage this using a DAO on a technical level? It's it's sort of difficult. But uh, thank you, thank you, Neto, for sharing your uh, thoughts on Prop 306. I appreciate it.
6: Um, so, so I just had one more question as you were talking. And um, that that rock in a hard place thing, I think, yeah, there's also this chicken and egg sort of question that I'm having, which is you said that there are like two two levels, I guess, of deployment uh, of the Oracle kind of dependent on, on what the chain needs um whether it needs these like nearly instantaneous uh price feeds and so forth um so do you I, I take it you've looked at juno and you've like the reason you've put up this proposal is because it seems to you that we do need that um do you have any like information on on what projects need this and, and things like that or, or any numbers um that, that you can share uh,
3: we don't have uh any any specific projects that have had a hard commit on uh, using the OHO Oracle externally? Um, internally, again, we're excited to do an Umi outpost sort of across the ecosystem. That's what we're really excited about. Um, the the uh, Atlas DAO has mentioned using uh, OHO's Oracle as well. I know that Mars could use um, OHO in order to deploy across the ecosystem and support more assets. Um, you know, uh, Stablecoin protocols could use it, you know, uh, White Whale could use it as well uh, if they wanted to, and pretty much all of the, the smart contract apps on Osmosis could be brought over to uh, Juno and have other deployments as well. So um, what we're really striving for is to to sort of lay the groundwork and say, hey, we're open for business and see where the market meets us right now. So. Juno is sort of our first stop, and we're kind of going down the line and, um, you know, bringing this to other chains and seeing where people sort of move and plan to deploy.
6: Uh, All right. Thank you, sir. Um, I yield my time. Oh, bro, you're golden, you're golden.
4: And I'm absolutely crying my eyes out laughing at honest to God, Brandon down there. By the way, uh, net a doubt, thank you. you. You know my opinion of you, dude. Like, when you come in the room, fucking hell. I always pull out the red carpet. This guy, man, one of the most intelligent people I've ever met in crypto. Uh, yeah, Brandon, uh, I'm liking your meme game. Uh, <laughs> very good. Guys. I've gotta say we had a bit of a hectic like first like 15 minutes uh with the space as the first one crashing uh was i'm telling you was you know you're gonna walk all over tomorrow like nah i'm part of the rack pack now bro you're part of the family right part of the furniture now was yeah oh yeah yeah got the got that rat pack going you know dude have you enjoyed yourself we try to make like people feel comfortable like we often feel like some of these spaces they're a bit like you know very generic and very mundane, a bit benign at times. We try to like have a bit of a different
3: vibe. Have you felt that tonight? Have you? Yeah, no, I I appreciate it. I'm I'm glad uh, to have people from Juno just to talk to over voice. You know, it's it's not so often you get a uh, sort of a civil discussion around stuff in Cosmos, um, and we've we've very much been intentional about staying relatively neutral and. Um, you know trying to be very kind to everybody and we, we just want to see the support of the whole ecosystem grow and spaces like this is kind of where those conversations start so very glad to be here man well like I say I said it before I'm going to say this
4: when it's really interesting actually crypto uh, and, and just for the audience guys right like the people over here but anybody listening though like crypto is really interesting because it's probably like Got more gossip than like any other thing in life, right? You like always hear everything that's going on, like in every team, every day. Like it's it's just all common knowledge. People just can't fucking help themselves. But seeing that, mm-hmm. whenever honestly, the only ever thing I've heard about Umi is being like bullish, positive, and to hear like they think you beat you guys, that like you've got like this dedicated team. I mean. <sighs> I understand like there's an issue about the gas. I think was would you say if the gas hadn't the gas prop hadn't just gone through and you would have put this up like before that, this your prop would have sailed through? Do you think that? Yeah.
3: Um, I think probably, yeah. I mean, the again, the, the discussion has kind of gone from, hey, you know, we want to consider using this this Oracle and not requiring them to charge fees, to okay, well, you know gas fees are unsustainable as it is for the whole chain uh we need to sort of go back on that prop so um yeah i mean i i think the broader conversation has gone towards um the you know the 30x thing uh rather than just the whitelisting unfortunately and i think that's part of the reason why some of these big validators are voting no just because they you know they want to earn more fees based off of transactions and they see us transacting every 15 seconds and they earn off of that right that makes sense um from their business standpoint but i I really i really want people to see the the long term where you know an oho deployment in a network means that there can be a a growing space of DeFi within that and we want juno to be one of them you know bro you could talk about
4: juno all day and block space and I mean, Jesus Christ, in September last year, uh, Rack were responsible for like, uh, I think it was like 17% of all execute messages across the entire month. So if you want to talk about empty block space, uh, like, uh, you know, empty retail space, I mean, June was the place to talk about, isn't it? Uh, let's welcome uh, Brandon uh, up to the. Re- Hello, Brandon, mate. Wow, Giga Chad dropping in.
0: What's up, man? Is that is that Robo back there?
4: Certainly is, bro. Are you all right? Are you? Fuck yeah, man! How's it going? I'm not bad, mate. You've been listening all the way through. I, I enjoyed yourself. Are you been having a bit of fun? Have you?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's always cool to hear Waz talk. You know, Waz is like the kid on the team, so it's kind of cool to like wow. see like the young genius. You know, uh, at work, coming into his own, becoming a big boy. But no, it's it's awesome, man. I mean, yeah. Thanks for giving the space to Robo. I really appreciate you. You are always, you know, doing some great work and always trolling
4: uh, the people who need to be trolled. So. I love it. Oh man, I think you've got it. you know something. I think I think uh, you're a product of your environment. And when you look at like the greater cosmos like ego I, I don't think you could expect like people like us who've been around for like years being any other way. I mean, you know, fair enough we've been doing stuff on Dow Dow, you know, both mint and like and but we've just been copy past here, like copy pasta and their code. None of us are quarters, but bro, we can have a fucking laugh. We can join in. We can like, you know, provide some entertainment, Brandon. Right? Hey, man, you gotta
0: laugh in order to not cry. Because as a person who bought like a couple thousand Juno when it was like twenty bucks, like, yeah, I, I'm I'm in that crying zone. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I, I saw you invited to speak, so I just wanted to say, like, you know, one of my like, just speaking as a Juno holder, not like as an Umi person or a taboo or anything like that, like. I think at some t- points, Juno tends to get in its own way. A lot of, well, not some points, a lot of the time. And if I could just advocate for Oho, I put the meme up. Oho is essentially giving a free Oracle that will allow any app to build on it. And, and here's the big thing that I think a lot of people are missing. Because of this whole app chain vision, it, the way this works on an Ethereum, and, and I know this because when Umi built its Ethereum protocol, we had to go through this. You have to pay Chainlink based on per feed basis. Every project needs to pay. It's not something that the entire chain gets to benefit from or anything like that. That's exactly what's happening here. This is a free Oracle that any app can build on it. So if Gelato wants to do some marketplace stuff, if it it wants any custom Oracles, Waz can get them that. If any other app wants to do anything like that, if Neto wants to maybe diversify its portfolio or its DAO basis with like different tokens, it can use Oho to do those. We're not, off, we're not asking for a grant. We're not asking for that loop funding that was out earlier. We're not asking for you know anything like that. All they're asking for is basically just can we wipe the gas fees because they are a new company. They're trying to spin off, and it's a free service ultimately. Once they get more of a tokenomics model, obviously once it becomes more mature, you don't want to like just charge when you first launch a product. You want to let it mature. We want to do some things also on the UMI side that will bring over some use cases as well there's obviously the the lending outpost right that's a huge part of the strategy but the other aspect that we haven't really talked about and maybe we should to give more context of what we want to do with this is liquid is uh liquid yield farming basically so uh, sorry leverage yield farming so what we can do is help rejuvenate a lot of the tvl using our own liquidity uh on like things like window for example so we have a generalized model that can work on pretty much any de- decks as long as it doesn't have, you know, like the 14 day bonding period that like something like an osmosis has. And so these these are like the kind of use cases that can come from this. I get the argument that the whole gas issue is a thing. I just think at a certain point you got to be pragmatic. And I think getting an Oracle on Juno, again, as a Juno person myself, is a huge deal. I know they tried to do it by forking OHO essentially as a module. That that in and of itself gives so much cost to a validator, speaking as someone who's ran a validator before and has run this price feeder. It's gonna, ultimately, all of the costs that we're talking about for alleviating for OHO is much less than the value that it'll bring. And just to touch on the the centralized issue, if centralization is an issue, why don't you just have the admin of the contract be a DAO or a multi-sig that isn't controlled by OHO? Like have whoever you want on there. Gelato, you guys can be on there. Netatow can be on there, whoever it is. OHO is not a bad actor. OHO is trying to give free things to Juno so that other people can build on it. And that's the, that's the the that's the end of the that's kind of what we're trying to get at we're not saying that we we know we want preferential treatment we want to just give daps the ability to build oho is not a dap it's it's infrastructure and so yeah i i kind of rambled brobo you know i am but
4: no bro shut up man dude i dude i quickly ran the toilet like i was so quick i'm like oh i've got to get back to the desk like for when he finishes like that bro i mean talk about an impact like a, a passion uh speech there man dude Like this is what i said there was earlier we have been having the oracle conversation since the Mineta upgrade in december like 2021 i mean it's now june nearly july 2023 and here we are how long do we need to have this conversation petune has if fully function or oh, risby's coming up so i mean the thing is and i think risby would talk about this you know brandon if they hadn't had this like tax like uh, increase, like like people are pissed off about this, Brandon. You know, this was like something that was just rushed and pushed through. Uh, Risby, yeah, I think you've heard Brandon. You've come up. Is that right?
5: Yeah. And I definitely agree with a lot of the points Brandon made, even at the last point about, hey, maybe this should be a Dow controlled multi fig or something. I feel like those are the things that we need to talk about and put in a proposal. Like I'm not asking you guys to wait, let's say three months for us to figure this out. I'm saying hopefully within the next two weeks, this you know, the gas comes low and then we create these conversations, create a proper proposal that has a, stuff like that. I think we'll help make sure this, you know, proposal in the future. Hey, we want to whitelist, you know, this uh, from Netta Dow, Gelato and other people, maybe take that information, put it into a new proposal. Because again, I'm in favor of having a Oracle, you know, in Juno, something that people use to build. It's just about sure all the information is there. Things are super transparent, and we sort of thought through a lot of the uh, edge cases. I would hate to whitelist something and then start working backwards. Okay, we'll focus on security. How to fix centralization? This is like no. Let's talk about it first. Get those things out, and then let's get uh, this Oracle whitelisted, which I definitely support.
0: Well, that's great to hear, man. And I'm happy to be part of any of that conversation. I mean, we've been talking a lot with like the Juno co-founders and a lot of people who have been involved with. Like, we, we've got a lot of things coming out of UMI that we want to involve Juno in. Obviously, we've got the Taboo wallet, which we want to integrate. Well, I'll be very honest. We had Dowdow functionality, but the, but the app store made us take it out for our first release. So we got a little wreck there. But we're going to be integrating Dowdow into a mobile app um, with full functionality directly into the wallet. We're going, to, you know, we're going to be integrating a lot of their DEXs and everything like that. And so we want to, we on, ultimately, like, now speaking not from a Juno person, but from an UMI person, um we we want to partner a lot and so the oracle is obviously part of that as a separate thing they're their own entity but we want to we want to use that to basically bring a lot of umi functionality in there and there's a whole lot of things that i think that can be built out of this outside of that i mean we talked about an we talked about a juno stablecoin like a year ago i think it was called
4: ultra if i'm not mistaken it like was, that? it yeah, it was. But the person, the person, well, one of the main people behind it's quite unreliable, so that went nowhere.
0: Well, he's yeah. I'm not gonna t- comment on that since uh, he's beefing with a member of my team, so I'm, I got. to <laughs> <laughs> uh, But um, I think that a big reason that didn't work. Um, I won't make a joke about their dev skills. I, I won't do that. Um, <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. I got to back the home team, man. You can't talk on shit to my
4: short. boy and not get fucked up. No, 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 no. We know, we know, Brandon. <laughs> I'm kidding, Brandon, I'm we kidding. know, we know, we know.
0: Please, please don't spam me, all right? right, We know.
4: Me. I'm just kidding. We know. Okay,
0: but the, here's the deal. You want oracles on there so you can have a stablecoin. Okay, so one thing that Umi is working on right now, I don't know if this is like too out there yet, but we're working on basically a stablecoin index called the USD. It's part of our big initiative called the me tokens. What we want to do is basically create like this sort of index of all the stable coins that are popular in cosmos, USK, CMST, IST, all the native stuff, pair it with some native USDC when it comes out, create an index and then incentivize the hell out of that and give it a higher max LTV than anything else because we're spreading risk, but by diversifying, but also to help grow the overall ecosystem. It would be awesome to have a stable coin from Juno in there as well that builds off of Juno that, you know, has Juno as collateral. That's the type of stuff that this is going to enable. And it's also going to allow us to bring outposts and everything that we we talked about before. So I'm pretty passionate about this because I I ultimately do want to see Juno succeed. Like I still have my bags from $20. I would like to see it up there eventually one day. And I think building TVL is a big part of that. Yeah. And I just want to, you know, whatever discussions like RISB that we got to be a part of, if UMI can help, if Oho can be a part of that, let's do it. Um, I don't know how realistic it is to pass like a reversal of the gas fee thing just because um, I think I'm just going to flat out say I think the top validators are, are kind of controlling a vote in this sense. Like if you look like was mentioned, if you look at what's going on with this prop right now. I think Robo, you mentioned this actually too. That a lot of the more like smaller validators are supporting it. I get I get Gelato's uh, reasoning for not, but a lot of this is also coming from the top. So if you if you take that for this prop as like a microcosm of just governance in general, you're going to have the same issue reversing that gas fee. So w- what I'm really fearful of, Risby, and again I, I'm happy to support you guys in any way, um is that we lose track of this prop. We try to reverse the gas fee and then. You know, Cosmos drama does its thing and this gets delayed months. Uh, We really don't have a lot of time here. And so whatever we got to do, let's just get the ball rolling so that we can
4: get. Brandon, what will be the time frame? Brandon, what will be the time frame? Two to three months. uh, Sorry, two two to three weeks. Sorry. Do you think like three weeks max you would have to get this prop through to, to, to deploy? we well in order to start
0: testing or anything like that i mean we can use the juno test net but obviously we would like to use you know mainnet as sort of like testing grounds we got to make sure obviously the the oho team part of part of the reason it's free as well is we need to battle test this we can't just launch it as a paid service and you know let it let the you know let the ball roll where it may it has to go through the proper battle testing just like umi did We've waited a long time to support like things like USK. That's coming out in the next couple of weeks, thanks to obviously thanks to OHO. And so that type of stuff needs to happen now. Um, and that's why we're we're trying to you know get this through. And that's why we're passionate about it. Because say for example, we want to we want to launch an Umi outpost. It's going to take at least a couple months to make sure that this is absolutely stable, so that we can guarantee liquidations don't happen. Uh, I think
4: RISB, yeah.
0: Yeah,
5: I definitely share your concern about the validator mafia and sort of, you know, being worried that maybe these people won't let change happen. If you haven't kept up to date with the Juno ecosystem, right now there's a big change going on to actually change the core team. There is a new working Juno core, uh, you know, team that's comprised of people from core top validators and top projects that are working together, to basically change the Juno leadership structure set a vision, mission, and all of that. So ultimately, if this prop fails, what I would say is let's work together. Let's work with the Juno working group, get these different opinions. And I do feel like maybe within a week, two, we can definitely get a proposal on chain that has a much better chance of passing. And because we have all these people involved in the working group, then we can push all the individual validators, teams who vote no. So what I'm saying is I see where you guys are coming from. I think we should get this going ASAP. I still don't support the prop in its current version. And I'd be more than happy to work with you guys to help build something that we, you know, that is acceptable, secure, scalable, and sort of get it live within two to three weeks max.
0: Yeah, 100 percent, man. And whatever we need to do to do that, um, just let us know if we got to get in a Telegram group or whatever. Um, I do want to say that working with Juno so far has been very smooth. We haven't run into a lot of the issues, like a lot of the drama or anything like that. Everyone's been super supportive, Reese especially. Reese has actually been helping us a lot with uh, taboo stuff behind the scenes with like airdrops and NFT collections and stuff. So I do want to give him like a huge shout out. Um, Jake's been supportive I, um, and, and everyone's been supportive, really. And we, I, I don't know if you guys have kept up with like the, the protocol and liquidity thing that we did recently. Like I'm part of that uh, sub DAO where we moved uh, some ST Juno liquidity over to Osmosis so that we can support it on UMI as a collateral. Um, Juno has been super supportive and I I'm pretty confident we can get this through. Um, but yeah, whatever we need to do to speed this up or, or, or get a process going, just let us know. We're happy to go through those uh, processes. Yeah. I, I th- Yeah. I'll be happy to reach out to you guys on Twitter and let's get a group going. So if this doesn't pass, let's get
5: together, take all these concerns and put them to something that's passable. Very excited about working with you guys. And with that, I do have to step down and have another meeting, but appreciate all the amazing conversations.
3: So, thanks Rizby. I I just want to reiterate again like um you know this prop you know even if it doesn't pass it's not like we're stepping away from Juno, right? Oh ho we're ready to rock and roll across the ecosystem um whether or not you know the initial prop passes or you know we we figure it out a couple of weeks from now. But there is a sense of urgency in getting these these oracles deployed across the cosmos, right? Right now is the time in the bear where we're going to see the the projects that actually uh, build uh, good products, um, and we want to be able to power those products in Cosmos. We want them to be born here. We don't want projects to go into other ecosystems because other ecosystems have uh, you know natural oracles that uh, you know can support these DeFi apps. So you know, I, I appreciate the collaboration, I, you know, and as Brandon said, you know, working with the Juno guys has been awesome, um, you know, talking to everybody in the community. Everybody's been very respectful and has had good ideas to talk about. So um, totally understand the discussion here. But I, I again, I just want to say there's, there's a sense of urgency here, right? Like, as you were saying, you know, we've been talking about Oracle since 2021 on on Juno, right? We've been talking about this um across the cosmos since the cosmos hub started how are we going to do oracles since before uh before terra existed right so um yeah we we, we have a lot to to do i think and i i hope that uh, that oho is able to bring this this level of competitive edge to the rest of the cosmos because if if uh, we're not able to work together then it, it's not gonna work, right? it's not gonna work. But we've been able to to work with some some awesome people in the Juno community and to uh, hopefully get a version of this through, if not this proposal. Oh, I don't know I don't know about anyone else, but I've fucking really enjoyed tonight's fucking
4: spaces. Like and I know like I'm hosting and we often talk about there uh, when you host, you don't get the chance to like enjoy because you know you're dealing with DMs or looking for updates or blah blah blah. You know, you've got loads of shit going on when you're hosting. But man, have I enjoyed tonight. Was you a fucking beautiful
3: soul. You like, dude, you've got a voice. You could sing the fucking phone book. I'm you, bro. <laughs> yeah, i bro. Yeah, I mean, I, I rehearse um, it all the time. So thanks.
4: <laughs> oh, dude, you sound like you're in a fucking hammock with a mojito, like and fucking three laptops, like just like chilling, like for fun. I love it, though. I wish. I wish. Uh, <laughs> it's it's quite a weird one i wish i, I actually wish we'd had you on like uh, five days like ago or something like you know maybe after the prop went live or something maybe it's a bit bad time an our part uh i i get where risby's coming from and i kind of think i i don't know i think from this conversation tonight and i hope this maybe is not the case i think maybe like we're all a bit resigned to like oh this is not going to go through i think we're all at that like you know when you hear like risby and other people like speaking there's different consensus etc. right it's like mm, this is unless there's big changes at the last minute from the big players it's probably not going to go through however what per se what follows that is what's going to be important isn't it brandon like it's what comes after this and how like uh people like rag and other people in the community man we're gonna try to i want to rally around you guys i want all of us to like rally around what you're trying to do your mission you know you've explained the mission statement blah blah i want us all to do what we can
3: so guys let us like know if we can help you out anything yeah right on we again we really appreciate all the support that everybody in juno has been showing us um you know uh, originally we we didn't know if an oracle would work in cosmos sort of this cross chain solution we didn't know if validators would start to go for it But we've gotten a lot of participation from validators, from, uh, you know, other businesses that we work with. Uh, We've gotten uh, participation from other developers writing new price speeds. And, um, you know, OHO is already sort of growing in the space. Even if Juno is the first uh, smart contract deployment, we already see a lot of progress. And. I don't know about you, man, but I'm I'm just really excited to see Cosmos kind of hit that second level of DeFi where we can have these outposts in uh in any chain and we we really make um we give every chain the option to build what it wants to. And that's really what OHO is about is empowering this next generation of uh not just Cosmos tech, but also the broader ecosystem going through these proof of stake changes. Right. So we've got this grand vision, Uh, you know, we weren't really sure how we were going to be received in Cosmos, but uh, it's been pretty overwhelmingly positive so far. So hopefully that continues and we can uh, help cultivate the, the Cosmos DeFi world through OHO. Yeah, we wouldn't want fucking Cosmos IBC missing out on another fucking DeFi
4: summer, would we? Uh, Dudes, I mean, I know you've been on ages. You know, we we were supposed to be cutting the interviews down. But, like, since your man Brandon came up, like, fuck fuck Finn. Fuck Terra Spaces. I don't care about these rules. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck him. Like... UMI, though, is is the Oracle uh, being proof of concept for UMI, or is UMI being proof of concept for the Oracle? Because you said UMI, very quickly, you said UMI's been uh,
3: utilizing, like, all right? Yeah, I think it's sort of the case where, you know, iron sharpens iron. You know, as we've sort of uh, had to develop a, a custom leverage protocol for the Cosmos ecosystem that's fast, it's secure. It has a bunch of different um parameters and needs. We sort of found the need for uh stuff like the the historical on the Oracle side, right? And because of the um, you know, because the Oracle is so fast, we can do uh, much faster leverage trading, right? We don't have to limit users to only trading at, you know, certain times of day or limit the amount of trades that we accept because the Oracle is so efficient. So I think um, it's kind of both, right? Umi's growing out, um, and we're sort of accepting more assets as OHO grows, and um, you know, it, so it, it's kind of a rising tide floats all boats. It's, it's been really cool to see um, sort of both of them grow together, and uh, you know, just just as the guy that started coding on it when the Oracle sort of started on Umi, it's been awesome to see another team of engineers uh, really sort of make it their home and make make their own uh, code and sort of make it so that they they can recognize it more than I can at this point. So there's been a lot of growth on both sides of it. And, um, you know, Brandon and I have, have definitely been working together for almost two years now on making sure that, that UMI and as well as OHO and some of our other projects, um, you know, just sort of move the cosmos forward in this sort of non-controversial way. We kind of like to um, you know sort of move in quiet right we, we build great stuff we don't really have these huge contentions with other teams and um, we really want everybody in the cosmos to be able to use our tech well bro quick uh, devil's advocate and i mean
4: i, I didn't know if i was going to drop this one uh, earlier though i did hear you like name drop a uh, neutron like quite quickly quite quietly i mean you know you've got archway you know public permissionless uh, and then obviously, like, you've got Juno and a little bit of baggage that we've talked about tonight, right? So, you know, you're you're really keen on that Juno outpost. I mean, Neutron, Archway, surely there's an easier path there, is there? A path to less resistance or not? Or?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, Archway has been pretty overwhelmingly positive as well. We talked to the Neutron guys about deploying there. I think it really just depends on uh, each ecosystem's community, right? You see newer stuff like Archway and Neutron have this sort of pointed leadership. They sort of realize very quickly, like, we need an Oracle if any of these dApps are going to build on top of us. They're able to fund hackathons right away. And it's sort of like early Juno days before um, things sort of separated in between a bunch of different entities. And um, I mean, that's, that's just the... The realism of what decentralized decentralization brings, right? These sorts of conversations. Obviously, I would love it if this proposal went through, but the point of being a decentralized chain like Juno is to be able to have conversations about these sorts of proposals. Um, so, you know, uh, there's definitely less resistance in newer chains just because of the way they're organized. Maybe they're pre launched maybe they just launched, um, but. I think uh, w- there's there's sort of a, a power in having a conversation around it because I know that everybody that's asking about this proposal has Juno's best interest, and that's the app chain thesis, right? Every app chain is able to decide who are the stakeholders, uh, who has the most interest in the chain, um, who wants to protect the chain, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully, we have. We, we, do, we do have a lot of the community support here, and hopefully we eventually have these top few validators flip their vote to yes, because um, I think that it's in the best interest of Juno to pass this proposal and maybe an amended version of it in the future. Fucking hell, Brandon. Your man
4: should be in fucking Congress, no? Your man should be in the fucking House of Representatives, <laughs> like minimum, no, if not the Senate, right? <laughs> this
0: kid's got a bright future he's like the less retarded aoc uh, whoa
3: ooh. sorry
4: <laughs> we're, we're on we're on rack
0: fm was i can say what i want
3: yeah here. right right <laughs> yeah so you heard it here first brandon is a right-wing republican
4: oh bro it's the only short wait. it's the only short right <laughs> literally in cosmos that's like uncancelable. i can't even say the word finn said the word doesn't exist but yeah we can't be cancelled man uh, it's the only show where people like tune in and go yeah it's an over 18 you know you don't be like highlander and like listen to it on the train with your kid can't believe that can you believe that the comms manager of juno accused us of like not being worthy of a grant because he played our space in front of like his four-year-old son like, dude, I mean, what kind of father are you if you play this? Like, Rack FM, oh, come on, son, you're only four. Listen to Rack FM, I mean, come on. Uh, but, yeah, Brandon, you can say what you want. But, nah, nah, listen, was we talk about this all the time. It's the fucking sniff test. Like, the Rack FM sniff test, right? Like, people come on here, they either hold their own, right? Like, many, many people, like, and people will tell you, in times of trouble or whatever, or times of, you know, hate the debate. And, uh, some people like, you know, i told them like, I can do rise to the top cream of the crop. And some people feel like more well, miserably, uh, like loop, like we've seen, like people like just be butchered was I have to say, dude fucking hell. You're welcome on this show. Anytime. Mate. You're a great legend. You like,
3: Hey, you know, glad to be here and glad to be part of the rack pack. You know, I, uh, all i do all day is and brandon knows this i just sit in my little room in my house and i think about oho and think about these oracles being deployed across the cosmos and how do we do it right how do we do it effectively um and how do we do it considering the communities that we're deploying onto and so i you know i'm i'm glad i passed the sniff test man cuz it's it's all i think about i'd be, I'd be kind of upset if bro you know, <laughs> bro, bro is Bro-mo, anyone it's is true.
4: A- Robbo, it's true. He has no life. I can confirm.
3: Yeah, this. Yeah. Is, any, is anyone ever told
4: uh, was that he sounds like Reese's younger brother or something? Oh. There's no one ever said like that. Is he
3: Reese's like old or something or what? A younger brother or what? Oh, God. It, this is just Brandon calling me a kid all the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: not, dude. I'm only pulling your leg, dude.
4: I'm only pulling your leg. No, no, I tell you what, fellas. I'm, I, we wind it down, but you know what? We always wind it down with some like nice banter. Like it hasn't always got to be fucking serious. We often talk about loads of shit, like traveling and pets and whatever. Like we we have any fucking conversation anywhere. It's uh, early morning for you, was Well, it was. It was was <laughs> it was was. Uh, it was nine o'clock was for you, right? Oh. Do you do, you, do, you, do you like a nice coffee, was or not? Yeah. Are you a coffee fan? Get
3: a yeah, get a little coffee in the morning. Get a get one of those Keurig's with the reusable cups. Pour myself a nice cup of Joe and then uh you know after this I might might hit the gym. Gotta gotta be fit body yeah. mind, you know? Have you have you had a weasel coffee before? I have you had a weasel coffee? What's a what's a weasel coffee? Well,
4: if you know about the coffee in South America, where the feed like the cat, like it's a it's a mink type of cat anyway. Uh it's the most expensive coffee in the world, you know? The enzymes go to work on the coffee bean and then the mink like shits it out. But in Southeast Asia, we haven't got these expensive like cats that they've got in South America, so we use weasels. So huh. you haven't had a weasel coffee, bro. Is
3: this is this the the so the it's weasel poop coffee? Is that what this is? <laughs> Kind of, kind of like. Uh, so what
4: happens is uh, that, the, the, you know, like foie gras, you know, foie gras, where they stuff the grain down the like, duck's neck or the goose's neck. Basically, they, they, they do that with like weasels and they make this uh, weasel coffee. And basically the enzymes like go to work and like super brew the coffee for you. It's, uh, it's uh, quite a, how shall I say this, quite a pastime of Rat FM. To uh, send
3: people uh, a box of uh, weasel coffee? Oh no way! They, they have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I believe that. Is that for people you like or for people you don't like?
4: Holy bro! I tell you what, it's pungent. I'm not kidding <laughs> you. It's the most pungent coffee. <laughs> like people would say, like people will say, like what's it like, right? And like you taste You can't really like. Accentuate ex- ex- the taste, like you can't describe it at all whatsoever, right? But I'm telling you, the smell that never leaves you, bro. You wake up sometimes in the morning and you go, Oh, I can smell it again. Oh. It's like 10 years since I drunk it and I can smell it. <laughs> imagine the smell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking about imagine the smell tomorrow night, we have uh, Dove and Carter on. uh Brandon was, You'll have to catch like the rape if You're busy in meetings or something, you'll have to catch up with that. But I'm Eh, uh, I heard you, ma- I mean, guys are not late uh, for me. It is it's nearly one o'clock anyway. I'm teaching at eight. I'm fine though. Uh, very quickly, I heard you mention Coogee earlier. So I can imagine like you guys, like, you know, the, the overall bigger, like organization, like with Omi, blah, blah, And like Coogee, just like the kind of Dijon's that you are. Like, I can imagine that you just guys just could get on so well. Like, I heard a couple of mentions about Kuji early with the Oracles, is that right?
3: Yeah, uh, we know the Kuji guys. We've got an open channel with them. Um, they, they've forked over some of our Oracle tech to power their, uh, their stable coins on Kujira and to power a couple of their dApps on top. What we really like long-term is for them to use Oho as their Oracle. Um, uh, you know, obviously, they they have specific needs, and we love to meet those needs and work with those guys a little bit deeper. But uh, you know, we know the Guji guys. We haven't partied with them or anything like like Brandon likes to do. But uh, I'm sure we'll get there at at uh, awesome Wasm in Berlin. We don't want the Guji team
0: to die. Okay, yeah, we want to keep them safe, and then we'll after they get successful, then we'll
3: party with them. There you go. That's you're right, <laughs> right, dude. Yeah. Brandon gets a little, uh, he gets a little on the wild side, you know. Oh, he doesn't get as wild as Luke, though, does he? Hey, he doesn't <laughs> fucking end up
4: fucking, he doesn't end up living on the streets of fucking Medellin for fucking six months trying to fucking build some other fucking shit. You,
0: hey, Robo, Robo, I could tell you some
3: stories about Medellin. <laughs> yeah, there, you'd, be, you'd be surprised, man. Like. <laughs> We did, our,
0: uh, we did our whole Leverage launch while at Cosmo versus Medi. Because, like, you know, we kind of view these crypto conferences because we're, we're 100% remote. So we save all that cost and office, you know, space and all that shit. But, like, you know, it's good to work in person every once in a while. So we use crypto conferences as an excuse to, like, get together and actually do work. Um, but then, obviously, there's the parties after and everything. So, but, like, Medi, we launched, um, we did our whole mainnet upgrade for Leverage that week. Up with like three chain halts back to back and we're working like 18 hours a day and then going out in medellin at night it was it was crazy
4: oh bro your reputation uh precede you. i'm telling you I, that's why i said earlier about the umi <laughs> team like trust me everyone i've ever spoken to they're just like absolute chads absolute chads like the, you know what though that medellin thing uh, and, you know, I'm not going to be disparaging. Let's be honest. It didn't get off to the best start, right? And by that, I mean, you know, it was a nice setting, you know, a nice environment, blah, blah. But then Ethan Bookman came on, you know, doing a fucking Dr. Dre rap, right? I mean, I know he likes his rap. I, I get it. I get it, Ethan. I get it, right? I, you know, you want to plusgate yourself. I, I understand that, dude. But... The, the, I, I, this is what I kind of get over. The only paid for one woman dancer. If anyone was there for the very beginning of the entire thing, the introduction, and then blah, like the, like her and him was just really weird. Like she was dancing on her own, and he was like rapping in the background. Like if they'd had two I said this, if there had two dancers, synchronously, like either side of a something, like doing the moves, fantastic, great. But because there was this like one like woman in front of him, like that, like bro from that minute. I, I didn't take that show seriously until Nick White came on from Celestia. And then he did that uh, piss take rap of Ethan. And he's like, I'm in the Mercedes with Zachy and Jackie and blah, blah, blah. Like, like, that's the, that's the, that was the highlight of that conference for me. Like, I I didn't know about Medellin, but uh, I've heard many stories that it was, mm-hmm, Maybe you were the only team working, Umi. We are the only team working. Now we yeah. <laughs> we we're <laughs> well. We had other teams tr- helping us
0: too, though. Like big shout out to like Marco at uh, w- where's he at Interchain GmbH, yeah. um, product owner in the SDK and all that. He helped us out a lot. Um, even your boy Jacob Gadikian, helped us out a lot as well. So we were making people work, man. It w- it was awesome, but uh. So Bro, we were you there we there, there when he
4: got his tattoo. We were there when he got his tattoo got in. We
0: we were on the stage. <laughs> we stormed the stage oh. while that was happening in that in that nightclub. It was terrible. Yeah,
3: the- Umi is oh, Umi is a great team. Yeah.
0: We we get a lot of work done, but we also uh, like to let loose a little bit.
3: Yeah, we we have to. me and brandon talk about it we're like yeah we need to just see everybody and have a good time or else it's all just you know work because we we build a lot of stuff right like umi's always shipping oho's always shipping uh taboo's coming out we've got all these projects and the the guys need to chill out sometimes you know everybody's gotta have a good time and honestly it's been great for team building too i mean i don't know if Um, certain people would have stayed as long as they did, if not for conferences like that where, you know, Brandon's twerking on stage in front of 20,000 people.
4: Bro, you know what a lot of people don't realize is that certain high-pressure jobs need an outlet like that. And the only thing I can compare it to is, like, high-level sales. Like, if you're, like, working, like, in high-level, like, you know, mobile business account sales, you've got a few million, Running through your accounts every month, you know. You've got like VIPs. Like, trust me, you know, when, when the time comes, you know that, you know, Friday, everyone's going out for an expensive dinner. Right? like you're gonna have good drinks, blah, blah, because it's the only fucking thing. It's sometimes like when the work gets that difficult, that like that release valve, that pressure valve is the only thing that keeps you going through the dark times because. I mean, Brandon, you're not sitting in a fucking room and wherever you are in your office and you or what, like, coding all day long, like 12, 14, 16 hours, dude, I mean, it becomes lonely. Like, it's not a good existence, right? I mean, you need shit like that, right? Well, yeah, like remote work, dude, is like, like, so I was at Amazon before I joined
0: uh, UMI and like, that was like my first foray into like remote work and like ever since the, ever since the pandemic, right? Like, I think most, well, a lot of people work remote, especially like in software and stuff and. It's a it, it can be pretty lonely man. Like I'm I'm in LA so it's like I'm like the only tech guy in LA. I feel like sometimes, you know. And Waz is in Vegas, half my team is in Europe, um the other half is in either Asia or South America. So it's like we don't get to see each other very much. Um so yeah, when we get when we do, um obviously it's it's fun to get loose and you know, have a couple beers.
3: Yeah, I mean, the the way I talk to my team about it is like every day is oho's most important day of existence like every day oho is growing and developing and and um you know there's more and more eyes on it more people are getting involved so every day is the more most stressful day of my life which is insane so <laughs> we we definitely need it quite a bit
0: yeah, it sounds unhealthy. Now that we're saying it out
3: loud. Yeah, let, yeah. <laughs> it's sustainable, though. It's okay.
4: Oh, was was I could put you in my fucking shoebox? You know, I don't know. Do you know about the shoebox story or not? No, it was
3: tell me about the you shoebox know? story. I want. Oh
4: well, I once, I, I once got carried away with Rama when he was like just the best like chain sniper in the world, and when he was my friend at one time, you know and like i made this quip about like i keep them like in a shoebox under my bed to protect them you know like i have i have five of the most dangerous dogs in the world you know like that's a fact by the way yeah. and like so like i like rama like he's like like he just he, he, you know brandon what i'm trying to say to brandon is this dude is brandon roll this motherfucker up in cotton wool right T- like protect your man take care of him right He's a fucking star in the making, no? I'm
0: telling you, man. He he's 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 coming up, man. He's. I I think you're gonna hear a lot about Oho, and I think, obviously, Waz. We we love our Waz, right? I mean, with a name like that, how could he not be successful in tech, right? I know
3: it'd almost be kind of embarrassing if I didn't work in tech. <laughs> I mean, you're you're
0: always going to be the second most famous Waz at best so that, no my I, I hope you get. i hope you get number two no man. my
3: life goal is to be number one that's that's what's driving everything is i want to be the number one was
0: the good thing is you're young enough to outlive the other one and his legacy so hopefully when you're 80 you got it man yeah
3: man or you know what or i you know we could just kill him it'd be fine okay now we've gotten
4: full rack <laughs>
0: We we promised the team we wouldn't go full rack. We,
4: we, yeah, fine. You, don't worry, don't worry. I'm getting DMs from Finn. Finn's like, wind it down. Robo, wind it down. We're on the two-hour mark, that's why. Hey, listen, guys, I'm not shitting you. What a fucking night. Like, I've really, we all have the team. I really enjoyed ourselves. We I knew what was going to happen and was, like, it's lovely to speak to you for the first time, uh you know in the future blah blah whatever happens didn't feel you know didn't hold back to like reach out and say hey something's happening or we're gonna drop a prop or this or that you know let's put up a show guys we're here for you right well you know there's always going to be a voice here for you right right on man i appreciate that we'll definitely be reaching out
0: and likewise if you ever have any criticisms or anything that we're doing just hit us up man because we're not uh we're not opposed to the criticism or, or the helpful feedback or anything like that. Just ha- help us out. Gelato, I do want I mean, Risby, I want to shout you out. I mean, obviously, I appreciate you coming on here and giving all your feedback, man. It's helpful, and it's good to know these things, because a lot of the times, like, the shit just devolves into drama. Everyone's yelling at each other. But I think this has been super productive, and I think we got a path forward.
4: Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, Rack FM, we got Nelson Mandela out of jail, man. I mean, there's no, we can cure cancer, us, man. There's, there's no fucking stopping us. <laughs> Before we go, though, Netta uh, Dow, uh, do you want any, like, final comments after you've heard uh, Brandon, like, begging for his life uh, for the prop to pass? I mean, Neta, uh, <laughs> any words? Are oh, we silent? You know what? He's probably dealing with his fucking dog. He's got a, uh, you know, they're uh, Belgian uh, Malinois. You know, them fucking monkey dogs. You know, the ones that climb up walls and shit. Have you seen them dogs on it, Brandon? Have you seen the dogs on it? They climb up walls. Uh
0: no, but that sounds fucking terrifying. It's
4: yeah. on uh, Joe Rogan. Like Joe Rogan's had loads of like uh, clips of them and stuff. The Belgian, it's the army. Like all over the world, the army's like favorite dog. Like it's like in Afghanistan and. Uh, They've all got the Belgian Malinois. These are like basically fucking like chimpanzee dogs that can fucking climb up walls and run up trees. And like, I've never seen anything like it in my life, but he's probably dealing with that thing. I wouldn't want to have, I've got bad dogs. I've got, uh, this is kind of mad. Like uh, Aboriginal uh, Thai Bangao dogs. So they're like unique to Thailand kind of thing. They're uh, mm, a hybrid, like a, Golden jackal hybrid, but still, I've got these mad things and they're not as mad as what he's got anywhere. I, I, before we go, Brandon, are you a quickly, are you a dog person? Are you a dog person or not?
0: Yeah, I'm sitting next to mine, but uh, you know, I'm from LA, so I'm a different style of dog. I got a Frenchie.
4: Oh, dude, the lovely French bulldog, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, a little, a little fucker. I mean, are you a woman? He, kinda, he, kinda, he thinks he's a pit bull sometimes, but he's he's real small.
4: Your woman next door has got one next door to me. She has got a, I think she's got like four or five dogs or something, right? She's got like a couple of chihuahuas. Just, yeah. The Frenchie, when she opens the gate, because it's like a little nursery. She has a, it looks after the kids during the day. Fucking hell, when she opens the gate, man, the little fella, he runs straight out here. And he knows these two are here. They're like 10 times his size or something. And and he fucking tries to get under the gate at them. Them Frenchies, man, they'll fuck you up if, if you give them an opportunity. He's like, dude.
0: Dude, yeah, they're aggressive. Aggressive. They should be part of the Cosmos ecosystem because they would love to start some shit, too.
4: Dude, did you have any problems? Quickly, did you have any problems toilet training? Because your woman next door was kicking off. She was like, oh, this little cone. Like, She's putting toilet training for love.
0: Uh, no, he, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's, um, I don't know, he's like a little L.A. guy. He's like spoiled as hell and um, definitely treated like a, a human being you
4: know, in ways he shouldn't be well listen brandon and was i just want to say this another some big things coming up uh i do know that we have taboo on the horizon as well uh, i'm really looking forward to like hearing like from you guys we talked to timmy uh about doing maybe like a little like pre-launch uh space like obviously you're gonna do your launch space but like i was like timmy can we do the pre-launch but was Brandon uh my gratitude mine or our our gratitude the team tonight a million percent honestly guys thank you fucking so fucking much for coming up tonight and having this convo it's been absolutely ridiculous it's been amazing
3: you hey, you know again thanks for having us we're we're always open ears and we want to just uh be the best oracle for cosmos that we could be that's, that's all we want. So th- this is the start of those conversations. Oh, the best Oracle Cosmos can have or deserves.
4: Brandon, any final comment on that before we go? Yeah.
0: Pass this prop or have fun staying Oracle. Or cool. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, no, let, let's let just, you know, let's work together. You know, we like to tra- crack jokes. We like to shit talk, but at the end of the day, we're just trying to make Cosmos better. Um, someone's got to do it, man, because there's a lot of fighting. Someone's got to build out this shit so everyone can win. So I think Oho's doing that. And I think you guys obviously want that. So let's do it.
4: Savage, bro. Right to the point. Absolutely savage. Right, guys, let's wind it down. Uh, we've been almost like two, kind of two hours in the making. We did have a bit of problem at the beginning. I'd love to thank uh, Risby, uh, Netta Dow for coming up and speaking. Uh, everybody that joined in, thank you, Bruce, for coming up and speaking to us earlier. And obviously, Finn. Guys, this will be recorded. Uh, Finn's edit will be far better than the Spaces recording. So, like we always say, I highly suggest that you do not listen to this replay on Twitter. You're weird for Terra Spaces. You can go to rackfm.org. Literally, that's it. Rackfm.org. Click it in. You'll see all the shows. This will be up pretty soon. We do have Dove. And Carter, head-to-head tomorrow. Fuji and shit, obviously, shit protocol, etc. cetera. That's going to be fucking fantastic. I can't wait. And, guys, Finn goes on holiday next week. He's off to Montana for like a month or something, I think, right? It's holiday, yeah. Uh, I'm personally going to be taking a week off Rack FM uh anyone else in the collective is welcome to do what they want brucey b bands, i say here. you can do what you want you've all got the password right it's up to use but personally i might do some unrecorded uh spaces on my own account over the next week but i'll not be doing any recorded while finn's like you know his first week while he's settling in blah blah obviously he's going to put his rig up etc cetera, etc but I, I like i just don't want to bug finn at the minute while he's going on holiday and he really deserves this saying that let's wind it up rack fm midweek special was and brandon was from oho oracle talks prop 306 make your own mind up you know you've heard all the sides of the argument right very base conversation tonight so yeah <laughs> Once again, I would just like to thank Ward and Brandon before we end the show. Guys, thank you very much, and I wish you all the best for the future, yeah?
3: Right on. Thanks
4: again for having us. Are oh, you golden? Okay, see you later, Brandon. Drop in, drop in any time, Brandon. You know, you're welcome, son. I'll see you around, dude. Thanks for having us. Take care. Take care,
1: lads. All right, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Motherf- Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy, before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first, serve Mentality stuck in the birds. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and play, ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living, selling friendship bracelets, Dragging out the max amount of payments. Spread down days, got them acting all bankless Yo, fam, what? Check these token knives. state probing this bear, flexing, broken knives. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knives, and then the end a long day. Eleven bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over impossible loss. It's all moss, and I'm liking the odds. Bond Stacked and non-toxic, just to get a better place. Smacking on the hostage, like the shit is play for keeps. Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle. Tearing apart your community. All these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back ten, star after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats, and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release. When the spaces. <laughs>